Some questions seem simple. Who I am, where we are. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'll, I'll sit. My name is Jordan Harrow, and we're here on Rainy Street. Harrow's a filmmaker and a native Austinite. Last spring, we strolled down Rainy on a weekday afternoon. The place was hardly at its peak. On a Friday night, people would be listening to a band at Half Step, grabbing a beer at Container Bar, eating at Emmer and Rye. You get it. I was curious, growing up here in Austin, Texas, where the residents who were here originally on Rainy Street, what happened to them? You see, not too long ago, things were different on Rainy. It was a pretty, pretty uh, uh, quiet neighborhood. In the 70s, Bobby Velasquez moved into a house on Rainy Street. He and his brothers took over his dad's cab business, Roy's Taxi. We didn't have no app. Two-way radio. Call the driver. I need somebody downtown. I need somebody east side. I need somebody west side. Ten years later, the city started talking about putting a convention center nearby at 2nd and Trinity. Downtown was starting to creep into Rainy. Or as one former resident put it, gentrification was coming. Bobby got his neighbors together. We have to make a decision. We're going to stay here. Or are we going to sell? Bobby started talking to real estate developers. It was a delicate line to walk, and some people were suspicious of his intentions. You're in it because you're going to make money. But I said, I'm not in it to make money. I'm in it to, 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 to get out of here because I can't afford my taxes no more. Talks went on for two decades. In 2005, the city rezoned the area so businesses could be built there. That's when things really started to change. Residents could now make more money from selling their homes. And that's exactly what they did. Bobby sold his property in 2010 and moved to Del Valley. I thought you were going to ask me uh, where did a lot of the people move to. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Thank you for reminding me of that. So do you do you have the answer to that? A lot of people that lived on Rainy Street, um, a lot of them moved towards Kyle and Buda. And some moved to... Uh, uh, Mainer. And farther east to Houston, as far as California. In other words, away from Rainy. Hi, Audrey. Uh, this is John Contreras. But there's one person who never left. Senor Rainy Street, the last of the Mexican-American or the last of the Mohicans. Probably both. <laughs> well, I'm calling I knocked on John's door for the first time last April. I started dropping by to see if he'd do an interview. He kept telling me to come back later. For weeks, I'd not. So I don't really make plans like Monday or whatever. I just play it by ear. A lot of times... He'd either not be home or he'd be sleeping. I'd leave a note or my business card. Then he'd return my messages via voicemail. January 18th. Late at night. 12.57 a.m. Hey, Audrey, this is John. Uh, anyway, over here on 31 Rainy Street. Well, like I told you before... I am more nocturnal. I'm kind of like a bat. I had questions. What's the first thing you remember about the change? What's it like living on Rainy now? Why do you stay? I mean, I guess my life will speak for itself, you know? I'd have to piece it together with months of late-night voicemails. I don't know if I'll ever talk to you again. Frankly, I don't really care. But December 6th, 11.30 p.m. He always calls back. My favorite guitar player, my most favorite guitar player was Wes Montgomery. John's in his 60s now. Because he was smart. And he could portray in chords. Oh, 
so much. John started playing guitar in local Tejano bands when he was a kid. He joined the band Ruben Ramos and the Mexican Revolution when he was 17 years old. Anyway, here you go. Look, listen. John's white wooden house at 71 Rainey was built in 1910. I'm looking at a picture of my grandfather, my grandmother, and my father. John's grandparents bought the house in the 40s. He lived there for a bit as a kid when his mom got sick. And, of course, it always hurt my heart because she would be sent off to sanatoriums. John moved back into the house as an adult. He started a business repairing appliances. January 16th, 1.36 a.m. A former neighbor told me Johnny, as she called him, could fix anything. I don't know why I like talking to you. Maybe it's because of your personality, or maybe it's because of your name. My granddaughter, her name is Aubrey. John's been divorced twice. He's got three kids and grandkids. My granddaughter came over here and hung out with me, and I loved it. Come on, the little girl, she could get into this, get into that, and made me think beyond my worries. The house at 71 Rainey slants a bit. John shoves towels in the space where the doors come away from the green trim. In December, the city's code department sent John a letter saying his house is, quote, unsafe. Kind of like, matter of factly said, hey, shape up or ship out. He doesn't have the money to make the repairs. The city's threatening fines or even removing him from the house. January 18th, 11.23 p.m. Hey, Audrey. Well, this is John. Over here on Rainy Street and, uh... The whole thing seems to be eating at him. It's not like, like Joe Blow that rents a house and moves on, or Joe Blow that uh, buys a house and moves on. After 70 years, 75 years, it's more internal. John starts calling more. February 11th. 2.20 a.m. I'm getting ready to leave this place, and I mean, maybe I'll make some money out of it. Maybe I won't. But I am the last little Mohican. And I guess I'm scared, you know? A 30-story condo building just went up across from John's house. The consequences of living here, it's not easy. It's as if this towering structure is some monster whispering, get out. But I guess it's a self-determination thing. And he's thinking, am I the only one hearing this? I'm uh, maybe a fool in my own mind, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just me. (laughs) Just like you. Thanks. January 18th, 11.23 p.m. Hey, Audrey. Well, anyway, this is John. I don't know why John calls me. I guess I I guess I'm somewhat compelled to speak to somebody. If I'm flattering myself, but, uh, it's because I'm some sympathetic ear on the other end. I 
But I figure there's a reason John calls at hours when he knows no one will answer, that he rarely comes to the door. Hopefully you're still there. He's not really interested in getting me on the line. Anyway. I guess I'm, I always feel melancholy when I have to leave this place. This is my home. Lately, John's been playing music when he calls. I get a clear picture of him in these moments. This is the picture of John I like. Sitting in his home on rainy, stubborn as hell, blaring music against the rager going on outside. And here's a little taste. He talks for another three minutes before the line cuts him off. Audrey McGlinchey, KUT News.